Recording. Um, this is uh, today is Thursday, December third, two thousand fifteen. This is the Fiction Old and New Book Group, and tonight we're discussing Sally Hepworth's uh, book, The Secrets of Midwives. Um, Sally Hepworth is a former event planner and human resources professional. She graduated from. I'm sorry. She graduated from Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. I'll, I'll be right back. One second. I'm glad I'm not the only one that has a dog that never knows when to shut up. Okay. Um, tonight's book, The Secrets of Midwives, was published in February 2015. Publishers Weekly praised The Secrets of Midwives by saying that Hepworth dazzles in this smart and engaging tale of three generations of midwives in Providence, Rhode Island. This intelligent, well-plotted debut will draw readers in from the very first word and keep them engaged until the end. So we'll see if everybody agrees with that or not. Um, she has a new novel, The Things We Keep, which is going to be coming out in January 2016, so very soon. Uh, she and her husband and their two young children live in Melbourne, Australia. So why don't we see what everybody thought of the book? Um, and if you'd like, you can tell us... Um, if you like the way the story was told from three different points of view, um, Floss and Grace and, and Neva. So I'll, I'll release the microphone and we'll see what everybody thought. I did like the way the story was told. It held my attention. Uh, secrets. This is a standard thing. We can't tell. Nobody can know. And they ultimately all learned about it. Uh, the three midwives, uh, people that didn't want people to know who fathers were and such. Uh, I enjoyed it. I like the reader, Mare, and the reader does count for me uh, in books. I thought Mare, whatever her name is, I thought whatever, did a great job, and uh, I enjoyed it. It wasn't one that I couldn't just put down, but I I said, I'm going to finish this, and I'm glad I did. I, my only, about the three periods, I kept having trouble keeping track who was, I'd be five minutes if they've changed characters on me, you know. Now, maybe that's my problem, but uh, the, the reader did a fine job, but there was no change in voice or anything. It, it was hard to tell. That wasn't just you, Don. I occasionally, I think it's probably because my mind wandered, and I'd, I'd suddenly think, wait a minute, is this a different person? And I'd have to, like, hit the, the key to go back to the beginning of the chapter and see what the, who they said it was. But I did like the three different perspectives, and I liked the book quite a bit. Um, I thought... I did read it with a feeling of dread. I thought sure Floss was going to end up having been raped by Bill, and I, I was glad that that didn't happen, although what did happen was awful enough. You know, I, I didn't have the same feeling of dread with Floss. I thought there was something up with Bill because, you know, Floss had these kind of feelings towards women, but then Bill would enter the room, and she sort of liked him. And I kept thinking why does she like this one man and, and she doesn't like other men? Um, but I, I don't know. As he turned out to be, he was he was a horrible character. Um, and one of the relationships that I thought was kind of interesting and sort of changed throughout the story was the one between Neva and Grace because in the beginning, I had a little problem suspending my disbelief because I thought these women are midwives and Neva is 30, 30 weeks pregnant, which is you know kind of far along. And, how, and as it turned out, at the end of the book, she was actually later than that because um, it turned out that she thought she was 30 weeks, but she probably was more like 34 weeks along. So she was pretty far along. And I thought, how does Grace not know she's pregnant? I mean, it just seemed strange to me. And then you had Grace sort of snooping around in the um, birthing center to find out who the father was. And it was... It was sort of like kind of strained a little bit. Um, but then at the end of the book, you know, you sort of saw that they, they worked together, um, I guess, to deceive the, the state investigator a little bit. Um, but, you know, they worked together. Everybody worked together at the end for, you know, to deliver Neva's baby. And, and things kind of worked itself out. So that, that was a relationship that I wondered about a lot was Neva and Grace. I like this book. Um it's one that I wouldn't have read if it hadn't been for a group discussion like this. And it was just... I I agree with you, Sherry. I thought Bill was going to 
that Bill had raped Floss at one point. I really didn't believe at first that, um, who's his wife, Elizabeth, that she was pregnant. <clears throat> I thought she was just saying that just to appease him for whatever reason. And the whole relationship with Grace and Neva... Well, at first, I really didn't like Grace because I just didn't like... I didn't like um, her attitude and her... And like you, Michelle, how do you not know your daughter's pregnant? And it, there were just so many things about this book that were just unbelievable and... To me, anyway. And the whole... The whole concept of some of the things that they did as midwives was just, I had to tamp down on my, um, my feelings about all that to, at certain parts during the book. Because it was just, some of this stuff was just out there to me and... But it was. It was a good book, and I liked the three different perspectives. And once I got going, it wasn't one that I, like Bob, it wasn't one I couldn't put down. But once I started reading it, I wanted to keep going to find out what would happen at the end. Uh, yeah, I, I liked the book, too. Uh, I liked the way it was told, with the, the three different gener- generations. And... Uh, and as you as they as you know as it developed that you explored more about uh the relationships uh deepened and stuff between the, the three generations and i like i like the way that was told i, I like i like uh uh human relationship stories when they're when they're well written like this one this one was and uh uh yeah it wasn't one i couldn't put down either but uh i kept I kept liking to go back to it and stuff, and and I enjoyed. Uh, it wasn't too long. It was it was well written and it was well narrated, and uh, it was a good a good story. Thanks thanks for picking it. Okay, let's let's go back. We're getting into this, and I'm being reminded of the story since I read so many and I have senior moments. I didn't think that Bill raped uh, Floss. He wanted to. He he would have if he could have, but uh, he was evil. And I think it was very courageous of Floss to say, I'm taking that baby. She, he, he is not going to get his hands on him if I have to leave the country with this little girl. And we're going to call her Grace for her mother, or so, Elizabeth's mother, was it? I felt very sorry for Elizabeth. She was a battered wife. She was, you could see at the party when he lifted her in the air and waved her around that she's pregnant and all that. Bill was awful. And uh, I'm glad he didn't raise Grace uh, Grace, yeah, was Snoopy, but re- I have no problem with, uh, I have more problem with Neva, who hated her mother, um, because they worked apart, um, you know, 30 miles, was it? And she tried to avoid her mother a lot, and so we don't think they saw each other every day. Yes, I think that if they did, that Grace should have figured out this girl's pregnant, but uh, she had to start snooping and find figure it out, you know. What about Robert and Grace? That is kind of a weird relationship, even even though Robert was f- friendly with Neva. They loved each you know, really tight, close. But Robert was so uptight because he was losing his job and that he he didn't he wasn't intimate with Grace he, for months and months and months. You know, and he he was strange. He got better, uh, but he and Neva kind of teamed up as Grace felt against him. I like Grace, and then she's told about. Her ancestry, what happened, finally. And that's got to be a shock. And I like Neva, but she sure hated her mother at the beginning of it. I thought it was... I really didn't like Grace at the beginning of the book either. But by the end of the book, I thought she had grown a bit. And she wasn't quite as pushy and bossy and obnoxious as she was at the beginning of the book. So by the end of the book, I did like her. I was wondering what you guys thought. Her attitude about doctors and hospitals was so strongly negative it had to have an impact on a lot of her patients and it had to be part of the reason why they were so scared to actually go to a hospital when they really needed to. And I noticed that Jenny has joined us. Welcome, Jenny. Hi. Uh, Yes, I wanted to say hi to Jenny. Um, And um, 
also, I, I wanted to go back to something that Randy mentioned. You mentioned that you weren't so crazy about Grace in the beginning, nor was I. And I read some interviews with the author, and she actually said that her relationship with her own mother was kind of like the relationship between Grace and Neva, except she, the, um, Sally Hepworth, said that she's actually very similar to Grace. So I thought that was kind of interesting because she didn't come across, she came across as very snoopy and stuff in the beginning. Um, but by the end of the story, you know, I, I, I certainly liked her as well. Um, and the stuff about the hospitals, um, I, I didn't really feel that it was all Grace's doing. I mean, I'm sure it had some influence on her patients, but I think there are people who genuinely just dislike hospitals and, and have negative experiences in hospitals. And some of the patients, um, I think one of them said that her mother had died in the hospital, so she didn't want to deliver in the hospital. And, you know, I guess she didn't want to go too much into the reasons why people didn't like hospitals. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly interesting. It, it, this book made me think a lot about the whole idea of having a baby delivered by a midwife. Um, and, you know, what are what are the good things and what are the bad things about it? There's a lot of good things about it, but I think if you have complications in your delivery, um, that's when you sort of run it, run into problems. So, anyway, why don't we see also what Jenny, if you'd like to tell us what you thought of the book. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll yield. Uh, Jenny, go ahead. Yes, hi. I don't know if you can hear me. Um, well, a funny thing happened to me on the way to read this book. Um, I started reading it Wednesday and I had read a lot about the book at some interviews with the author and I was really interested in reading the book um, I don't think I've read much about midwifery and it I you know I know it can be very controversial so I was very fascinated by when I read an interview with the author how um, much she immersed herself in the subject and um, I have never been a parent, so it was also very interesting to me to think about this. And I started it Wednesday, and that was when um, we had the incidents in San Bernardino. And so I was kind of distracted by that, by the news coverage, and just the general shock. I didn't find, you know, that I was really in a mindset to concentrate. But ironically, of course, the book is talking about, you know, bringing forth life, so on and so forth. And then you have... Um, an event that is obviously so destructive. So I didn't get to read more than the first few chapters, but it looks like a book that is filling um, a void where there weren't a lot of books about midwives, and so I'm looking forward to this. Interesting. Are there midwives today is my question. Second question, why couldn't Patrick deliver the baby? He was an obstetrician, and he kind of checked the baby afterwards, but uh, are there, I, I didn't quite understand all that. Why couldn't he just say, ladies, I'm here. I rushed in with a storm, you know, Let stand back. Actually, Patrick was a pediatrician, I think. I think it was Sean that was the obstetrician. Um, and, yeah, there are midwives today. Um, my niece just had a baby last December at a birthing center, and she had midwives. It was connected to a hospital like the one Neva worked at. I also had a cousin who was a midwife, although that was in Canada. Um, did you guys think that um, – Neva had a good reason to keep the father a secret. Um, at first, I was kind of annoyed and just kind of rolling my eyes and like, oh, gosh, she's just creating all this drama. And, but then when I found out she thought it was Sean, that kind of made more sense that she maybe had a reason to keep it a secret. Um, you know, the end was, was, it, was an interesting reveal because this character, Mark, who we never heard about before the end of the story, magically appeared. Um, and Sean, I mean, they made it very clear in the story that she had only been with Sean one time. Um, and, I mean, all, I have to say the romantic parts of the story were not my favorite parts. Like the, the relationship between Grace and Robert um, – she was an artist model, and, you know, I guess she was posing nude, and Robert looked at her and said, you are a goddess, and I just thought, you know, <laughs> it's a little too much. Um, and the relationship between Patrick and, um, and Neva, 
um, was was an easier relationship. But, you know, he did things like he slept on her couch and he sprayed himself with perfume and he put lipstick on his collar so that she would get jealous. And I just thought, you know, all this kind of romantic stuff, I don't know. Um, it was, it, you know, it wasn't really my, my favorite part of the story. But, um, you know, one of the other things that I wondered about was when Grace, Grace was kind of stubborn and even when she was being investigated, she kept delivering babies. And I thought, you know, that I thought maybe she went a little bit too far. You know, I know she's very dedicated to her patients, but I thought, you know, if you're being suspended, you probably should follow the rules and, and refer them to, to other people. That was my feeling, too. I was really kind of disgusted with her when she was doing that. And... Um, and... Oh shoot! The whole idea that when yeah I was when Neva was hiding the father's identity, I was disgusted with that too. I thought, oh come on, here we go. You know all this drama, and then when she it came out that she thought it might be Sean, I thought. Okay, so it's Sean. Who cares? <laughs> Quit making such a big deal out of it. And, you know, it just... I was a little disgusted with that whole part. And then when it turned out to be Mark, who we never heard about, and all of a sudden he's in the picture, that whole part just... I, I didn't really think too much of that I thought that was just that whole thing just seemed contrived to me okay let me let me uh, try this again I like Grace uh, I, I don't care yes she was stubborn yes she was a mom so what is Neva doing what's going on how come she's weird she was pushy I'll agree with you there but um, the investigation that was a crazy doctor as I recall, right? Who didn't like what she was doing, turned her in. And Grace is loyal to her clients. Sure, she was taking a chance. Absolutely. That's what the book makes it exciting. These women said, I won't go to anybody else. It's you. I'm not, I've never been a pregnant woman, but I think there's fierce loyalty to your doctor or your, who's ever going to deliver that baby. And then the girls covered for her with the investigator. And I thought that was good. Neva. And what, was it just Neva? I don't remember. But the investigator, she was doing her job. And, well, you did it. Oh, my God. Oh, no, that was me. Oh, I'll do better. I'll sign the certificate next time. I'm sorry. And covered for her mom. And I knew that they were coming together. And, of course, uh, at first, Neva didn't want her mother around when she had the baby. But she was sure happy to, to have her. Mark is a jerk. And, I yeah, I guess he'll be a dad. But Patrick, I think, is going to fit in very well there. He... He um, he was always nice. I just thought he could have delivered, but I guess a pediatrician, Ruthann says, is 4 to 18 or something. No, they, no, but he's a medical doctor. He must know how to deliver babies. I don't believe, I still will stick to that. And uh, But anyway, if you want an um, OBGYN, am I doing it right? Obstetrician, yeah. then Sean's your man. And Sean, I guess the wife would have flipped out, you know, uh, and had the can- was surviving cancer, I believe. And so, and but but it was stupid, Randy. You're right because she could count the months. She she knew it wasn't thirty weeks or whatever. She knew that she and Mark had done it. Start counting, my God! But it was the biggest mystery in the world. I'll never tell. It was all three of them. And um, I think that well, of course, it wouldn't be a book. But Floss should have told Grace when she was twenty five or twenty one. Here's here's the situation. Here's the story. But it's always a secret. Well, you know, in the beginning, Grace was, I I found her a little difficult, but I I gained a lot of sympathy for her when we heard how she grew up without a father and how much she really wanted Neva, you know, baby to have a father. And I thought, you know, that that, that's really true. And, 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 you know, it made her a lot more sympathetic and she certainly really cared about her daughter. Um, what did you all think about Floss? I actually really liked Floss, and I liked when the story would go back in time to what happened. I mean, it wasn't such a wonderful situation, but I, I did really like 
her story, and and I liked even how at the end she was able to use her skills, um, you know, to deliver a breech baby, um, because that's you know a very difficult kind of birth. And also, I actually liked all the details about the birthing, like when the woman that Grace went to see when she wasn't supposed to be delivering the baby and she had to give her an injection so that the placenta would come out of the body and all those kind of details because I read a couple of other novels that had midwives um, as a subject matter and the reason why, one of the reasons why we selected this one was because there were some details about birth but it didn't go into like details like another book I read which is a very good book called uh, Patricia Harmon's uh, The Midwife of Hope Street went into really a lot of details about midwifery and and, and, you know almost like a medical doctor and I thought it was too much detail but I found all the the details about how the births actually were delivered and and the things that were involved in it I, I found it really interesting uh, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed. That was one of the things I enjoyed most about the book was was the the midwifery part and the uh, uh, the, the contrast between the midwives and the medical profession. I mean, obviously, you know, they showed it kind of from different extremes. I think, but uh, uh, I really can't stand doctors that think that. I mean, obviously, you want a doctor that's competent. But I've always put a lot more stock in doctors that had. Uh, uh, I, I put a lot of importance on good human natures too, and they have good bedside manners, and that they act like people and don't act like like idiots and don't act like they're they're better than everybody. So, I mean, obviously, you want somebody that's that's technically competent too. But uh, uh, that 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 guy that filed the 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 the, uh, the claim or the position against. Uh, a, a grace for what she had done. I mean, he was just a jerk, and and, and I, I, I like the way they explored that. I did not like the the big secret with uh, who the father of the child was. I didn't, I didn't care two hoots about that. I mean, the, the secret with with what had happened with Grace and uh, how she had spared her away that that was good. But I, I, it, it started feeling like. Well, who was who was it that she slept with this week that might be the dad? I I, I got a little tired of that because it, it it felt like because she didn't really strike me as being, uh, 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 you know, wild, you know, hopping from bed to bed and stuff. And I kept thinking, gee whiz, I mean, is is do we really want to keep focusing on this? It's just I thought that was kind of overdone. And uh, uh, but but I really did like I did like floss and I like I like the way that they tied all that up and the way she was so pivotal. Pivotal, pivotal, with uh, Neva's birth at the end. I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. I only I think Floss was the best character of the bunch, the most balanced, courageous. And I want to ask again: Are midwives going strong today? Yes, midwives are going strong today. I had a niece who had her baby delivered by a midwife a year ago at a birthing center, like Neva had. Um, Floss was my favorite character too. I thought she was consistently well written and admirable and all that stuff um i agree with alan i didn't think neva's character was written in such a way that she seemed quite as promiscuous as she apparently had been i mean this whole thing with sean where they just i hate it when they write it like that where this they have sex with somebody and it it just happened and they couldn't help themselves i mean give me a break i mean that, that was a bit much to swallow. I didn't think the romance with Patrick, though, was that bad. Maybe it's because I recently read a book where I really hated the romance, and this didn't seem quite as overdone. And I liked Patrick a lot, too. I thought he was a good character. Do you guys think that after the book ends that things will be quite as rosy as they are now? I mean, I see the potential for Mark to maybe interfere more than he plans and there to be some resentment from Patrick. It's just hard to say. I don't know if I'd read a sequel, but I don't know if things will turn out quite as happy as they did at the end of the book. I think Pat Mark will fade away. Patrick wanted said, you know, we were a family. I'm her dad. And I think Mark will fade away. I, I didn't, he didn't want the baby anyway at first, you know, when he heard about it. And the girlfriend could care less. She's trying to make the best of it. But uh, that's my view that I, I think uh, he would fade away and Patrick would be back. But, but there again in the romance, well, I guess people do talk. But when he finally goes to bed with Neva, they, they talk. And then what, didn't they get a call then? They had a, no, they, I think they just talked. And I said, oh my God, here it comes. Oh my gosh. 
and they just talked. Yeah, I think Mark will fade away because even if he did want to be more involved, his girlfriend or fiance, whatever she was, didn't. And I don't think he would stand up to her even if he wanted to. So, yeah, I I see. I don't think he would stick around. I really liked Patrick. Floss and Patrick were the characters I liked best, too. Well, Floss was definitely my favorite character. I mean, there was a moment in the book when uh, she and her friend Evie um, were ended up going to see Elizabeth. And, I mean, it was Elizabeth said that her husband doesn't give her food, which was crazy. And Floss actually takes an axe. And the, the cupboards in the kitchen are, are locked. They have locks on them. And she takes this axe and she knocks off the lock. And she goes in and she gives her crackers and butter. And I just thought, what a great woman she is. She's like, you know, she'll just, she just does what has to be done. And she did the same thing with, with, um, with her baby. I mean, she, she just knew that this was a terrible situation. Um, I thought it was a little strange where they thought that Bill had gone to the pub and he was drunk so that they thought that he drowned the baby. I thought, I didn't know where that came from, but I was happy that she didn't get into trouble, you know, taking taking grace. Um, and Patrick, I mean, I liked Patrick. I wish he was a little bit more fleshed out because he, you know, when Neva first meets him, he's kind of flirty, you know, he flirts with everybody, and she thinks that he's like a, you know, a playboy and he's, sleeping with this one and sleeping with that one but he's just really kind of flirty and all of a sudden he just steps up and he you know they they saw the um the doctor um at the hospital and you know he said oh you know i he kind of made it like this that he was the father of the baby and they went to see um floss when she had had a heart attack and he you know he just started acting like he was the father of the baby even really before he was dating officially dating neva and Neva was a little confused about this, um, and then you know, he, then he just kissed her, and it was it was nice the elements of romance. I mean, we sort of didn't really know who he was, so he was a little bit idealized because we just never got to really know him, and and what it was that you know made him you know want to to step up and 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 really be there for Neva. But we just assumed that that they um, you know they had a, a relationship, and I thought the relationship also between Grace. And Robert also wasn't the most well-developed, but when Robert was having all kinds of financial problems and Grace had gotten into trouble and she was suspended, you could see that they had that issue of, you know, finances, as, as many people do. So, um, you know, they were, they were, I liked Patrick, but I guess I, I wish I, I knew a little bit more, like, you know, who he was as a character. That was good, Michelle. Robert, talk about Robert. I don't get it. You know, when she was suspended and he found out, he screamed at her. He wouldn't speak to her. And yet, she said, go look look in the desk. I've got hundreds of dollars to pay for our mortgage and help you. And um, she wouldn't bend on that. I'm glad Grace didn't. Uh, but you wonder if Robert's lost his passion for her. She also said she did, that she would have quick sex with him, just fake it and go. Boy, you women are tricky. <laughs> well, I think Robert was probably tired of her um, theatrics maybe I could say and he just kind of like okay now you've gone ahead and done this now you're going to get in all kinds of trouble and we're not going to have your income either so he was being practical and, and whether that's right or wrong I think that's where he was coming from on that and when Miva described some of the incidents in her childhood where her mother announced a little speech about menstruation in front of Mava and her friends I mean I was just appalling. I can't even imagine how awful that would be as a, a little girl. And I think her dad understood a lot of that stuff and probably ended up throughout their marriage rolling his eyes a lot at Grace's behavior, and maybe this was just kind of the last straw. Remind me what happened to Bill at the end, because I remember not being satisfied that he got what he deserved. But, yeah, I think he was accused of having killed Elizabeth died in childbirth, and he since they couldn't find the baby, they just assumed he drowned it or something? Yes. Um, what happened was um, Grace and Evie decide that they're, after Elizabeth died, 
that they're not going to give the baby to Bill. So Evie also was a, a midwife too, and so they they forged the birth certificate saying the baby had been born two weeks earlier because otherwise Floss couldn't travel. And Floss was, we found out, was Irish Catholic. So she went home and she told her parents that she had had a baby out of wedlock and they, they said, well, you had a baby out of wedlock, we're going to give you money, you have to go to America. So, um, and then Grace waited two years to write to Evie because she was really afraid and Evie sent um, her a letter saying that um, they, they told everybody that they had delivered a healthy baby girl and that Bill was drunk so everybody just assumed that the baby he drowned the baby and Bill was charged but he wasn't convicted because there was no body because obviously the baby was with Grace so um, it was that part I thought was a little melodramatic kind of I mean there were there were definitely moments that that there was some you know it was a little hard to believe and I think the fact that the fact that he was drunk they would just assume that he drowned the baby I I don't know where that even came from but it worked out well for everybody yeah uh, that helps a lot it fills in yes I remember that now that he he was drunk therefore the leap of faith he drowned he drowned the baby yeah that was a stretch even though he might have who knows well i certainly hope his life was ruined because of it being accused of it i mean i i think that what was nice was that they all kind of came together at the end which is always nice i mean the three generations they worked together to deliver the the fourth generation actually um, and I think that, you know, we all assume that um, Patrick and um, Neva are going to have a relationship. And I don't know if the father is going to be in the life or, or not, but I, I you know, it, it was very hard to tell because he just sort of came in. And we assume that Grace and Robert were getting along and that um, Floss was going to be better after her heart attack. So, you know, I, the, the impression I had was that everything was going to, work out generally well for for everybody and uh, robert and all I'll diff, uh, now i'm gonna add to his uh, what you guys have been saying there he did um set up the nursery he did with as instructed by grace go get clothes go get her this and that and he really came through from, from a part though he you know he wasn't in the hospital you know goo goo but he, he must have been a great grandfather i'm sure he was thrilled and they named the baby did they not after mark's mother am i correct on that fourth generation yeah, they did. I thought that was a little odd too, since he, I guess, uh, I guess she felt as she owed it to him. But yeah, I, I thought that was a little strange. I, yeah, I think Robert. You know, I probably would have liked him better if he had been maybe fleshed out more as a character, because he seemed like he was a really good dad, and he seemed like he had a good start on being a good grandfather. Well, I think my overall impression when I read this book was that. You know, it seems kind of risky, to be honest, to be a midwife. <laughs> I said to myself, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And um, it, it that was the impression I had, that, you know, there were a lot of different kind of medical things that could happen. And that it, it, I think it's it's better theoretically to deliver a baby, you know, in a, in a better environment. Nobody wants to go to a hospital. But... Um, I wasn't really sure, you know, after reading this book, you know, if it, if it was the best thing in all circumstances. I guess, you know, with ultrasounds now, they can see what the baby, what position the baby is in. So if the baby is a breech birth or, or something like that, I guess they, they'll know ahead of time. Although I don't know, it didn't seem like in this book that they always knew ahead of time. And also there was one uh, person whose baby was born with a cleft palate. And, and Floss, not Floss, Neva and Grace, you know, they weren't sure in the beginning. They thought the baby was breached, but then they realized it was a cleft palate. So um, I guess if you have give birth in a birthing center, which is near a hospital, maybe that's the, the best best of both worlds. I don't know, but I thought that too. What about the equipment? What about nurses around the clock? The hospitals I know are great sources for infection and all that. But I, I, why do women do this for the birthing center? Why not just go to a I know I'm afraid of hospitals, but not everybody is. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> well, I think some people, women choose birthing centers because they seem less um, clinical and more relaxed. I mean, the decor is less formal. Um, there's other women around to be supportive. It seems like a more comfortable environment, I guess. 
And I know the birthing center, my niece used, they were affiliated with the hospital. So if there's any complications, I, I mean, they're, they're very close by. So I don't think that would be a problem for them. I didn't understand why a cleft palate would be risky. I mean, you could have a cleft palate in a normal birth as well as a breech birth. And I didn't understand why that would cause any risk as far as the delivery went. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. The, I don't think the cleft palate was the, uh, the, the the risk was the 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 baby having the cleft palate made them unable to determine whether the baby was a breach or not, and it's the breach baby that that was that's the risk when you're trying to have it at home and stuff. I think, if if I'm remembering correctly, and uh, uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, the uh, well, I'm have to let go of the mic. My, I, I, I'm having dotage. Sorry. Well, you know, one of the things that I thought was a, a, a definite uh, advantage to having a midwife was that um, Grace was talking about all the postnatal care that she gives to the moms, which I thought was great. I mean, she gives them all kinds of information about nutrition and exercises that they need to do, and you know. I, I would think, especially with your first birth, I mean, it would be, be kind of scary, and, and, you know, having as much help and guidance would be wonderful. So I kind of like the postnatal care part of midwife more than the actual birth, and I also didn't know why a cleft palate would be a high risk. I mean, I know why a breech birth is a high risk, but I wasn't sure why a cleft palate, but I'm sure there's, there's you know, reasons why. But it was interesting, you know, because I, I liked... Um, there was another book. It's actually, to me, it's a very interesting subject, midwives, because, you know, it's life and death, and you have a lot of situations, even legally. I mean, there there are a lot of situations where I, I can see that legally somebody, you know, you know, it's very hard to know. It's kind of like you're in the moment, and... And, you know, when you look back on it afterwards, you have to make these, you know, sort of fast determinations. So I, I liked sort of the drama, I guess, of, of the issue of, of midwives. I thought it was kind of an interesting issue. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. I, I liked I, – I think there's a lot of folks that that like using midwives and stuff. I mean, and I think they brought that out in the book. Uh, I mean, I've not ever been around anybody that's like that. But, I mean, I know, the older I get and the more – it seems like more and more people – I mean, obviously, you go to the hospital, and that's where every, all the disease is centered and stuff. But it seems like a lot of people are dying in hospitals now from stuff they catch in hospitals, not, not necessarily from what they go in for. And I can understand why if, if you've got a birth that doesn't have risk factors and you're monitoring that and you've got somebody competent that's working with you, why not have it at home or have it with a midwife at a birthing center or wherever? I think that, I think it, it, that makes great sense. Yeah, thanks, Alan. That you you triggered my my mind here. Uh, you're right. It wasn't the fact that it was a cleft palate. It was the fact that they couldn't differentiate the cleft palate from a possible breech birth. And the other doctor felt that since they didn't know, they should have been conservative and gone to a hospital. And again, I know Patrick doesn't deliver babies, but he was to, one thing when they were in bed. He touched yeah. Neva, and he said, "Didn't he say you're going to have a breech baby, or the baby's out of position?" He touched her shoulder or whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah, I think you you have a good point, Bob. I mean, like you said earlier, he's a medical doctor, so he certainly should be able to deliver babies no matter what kind of medical doctor he is if, if he had to. Um, and, yeah, I do remember him, him doing that, too. So he probably, as a pediatrician, had some training in obstetrics, too, you would think. I'm pretty sure as – in medical school that in order to graduate from medical school you have to have delivered at least one baby I think they do different courses and I'm because I'm, I know a few people who went to medical school and I'm, I'm like 99% certain that they, they know how to deliver babies now I don't know if they know how to deliver high risk births but you would assume, you know, being a doctor, that they they would have some expertise, and um, it's 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 really interesting. I mean, that's kind of what I found interesting about the book was I really didn't know when I finished the book if this was a good thing or a bad thing. To, I mean, I I like the supportiveness of it. I think 
I mean, I'm not going to have a baby at this stage in my life, but, you know, if I were going to have a baby, I'd like the supportiveness of going to a birthing center. You know, it's, it's much nicer than going to a hospital or even going to a doctor's, a crowded, you know, OBGYN office. Um, and, and I like all that kind of it. But I did wonder if you had any kind of complication you know, there. I know there are nur- there are midwives, and then there are nurse midwives. And I would assume that the nurse midwives um, are RN nurses, and they have you know a little bit more training. So I think maybe going to a nurse slash midwife is is probably better than just going to a midwife. And if you think about, you know, back in the 1800s and the earlier than that, you know, most women gave birth at home and many many women died in childbirth and and it's you know so it's it's not i don't think it's as easy as as maybe the midwives seem to claim that it is i wonder like they have the gravity thing walk around get the gravity going is that done in hospitals too i've never heard of that that's interesting it makes sense well i think the argument against hospitals is that hospitals make it easy for the medical staff to deliver the baby not for the woman and so I don't think that is done in hospitals. I think that's why another reason why some women like midwives. I mean, back in the Middle Ages, they used to have, and maybe they still do. I think they might have even mentioned in this book, they had birthing stools where women would sit upright and deliver that way because of gravity, which totally, like you said, makes sense. I want to share something. When my, my mother-in-law was a wonderful lady. When she hit her 90, she said what she thought. And uh, it's going to sound harsh, but it isn't. We, we had a big laugh. She told Ruth Ann, you know, your brother and sister were born on the farm and they're good. You were born in a hospital and you're no good, meaning you're blind. And we've roared, you know, but uh, that they were born on a farm and were great. The midwives and the whole bit. Well, if you think about it, you know, early in, in the early 1900s, it was... They were babies were born on the farm or they were born at home and just like my grandmother was premature and her her mother died in childbirth, giving birth to her and we think it my aunt was doing genealogy and research on the family tree. I love all that kind of stuff, but she she found the actual birth certificate and it said that she died from exhaustion basically and so we kind of put two and two together and thought that it was pneumonia but my grandmother was premature and she was they kept her in a shoebox by the fire wrapped in blankets and they they kept her by the fire and kept her warm and they they fed her with a a dropper and she lived and had no complications and then years later babies born in the hospital premature are blind so yeah that I can see why she would have said something like that. Oh, I, I don't want to... My mother-in-law was a character, right. and she loved Ruth Ann very much. Oh, yeah, I just meant, you know, it, it's funny when you when you think about it, though. You know, that that is funny because it's, it's just... It's interesting when you think about how all these babies were born, and they survived, and they... They lived in drawers and whatever else they could be in till they were till they grew and they had you know you didn't have obstetrics and modern medicine and it's it's just it's interesting and that was that was what was interesting about this book back to basics that's amazing a shoebox by the fire what a story. And yeah, Bob, I, I know you met your mother-in-law was just kidding, and you know, that's the kind of joking around our family does all the time too. But too, back in you know, not that long ago, the infant mortality rate was a lot higher than it was now. So even though we all know situations where babies thrived when they were born at home and stuff, the infant mortality rate was much higher than it is now, as well as the you know women's mortality rate from childbirth. 
Could you repeat that, Don? You were really, really quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. I had my... Uh, the children, more children then were, had disabilities then, too. There was, besides blindness back uh, then, there were a lot of uh, deep malformations and hunchbacks and uh, cripples. Uh, you know, so it, it was a lot more disability then than there is, is now. I don't know if it's that they just do a lot of surgeries now to correct things. Um, I don't know. I have a friend who was born with a club foot, and I, I, she had some some surgeries. And you know, sometimes they could fix things, and some things they don't. And also, you know, it's very controversial because you know you think about like people always think it's really good to get high-level medical care, but sometimes when you get high-level medical care, they give you too much information <laughs> and you don't always know what what to do. So I, I, I like the idea, you know, that people can can sort of do the least amount and, uh, you know, and, and it works out, but sometimes I guess it, it doesn't work out. Um, I think childbirth is a pretty risky thing anyway, and if you think about the way medical care was not so long ago, people didn't wash their hands, you know, they transmitted all kinds of germs and stuff. If you go to a hospital now, every room that you walk into, they have one of those Purell dispensers, and they try to be really careful about, you know, not transmitting germs from, from one person to another person. So it's, it's I, I thought that was what was interesting about the book, was just trying to see, I mean, the family story was, they were nice characters and everything, but I liked sort of the, trying to see what the whole thing is with midwives and, and if it's a good idea or if it's a bad idea what's the good point, what's the bad point so it's it would be a tough call I think for people, there's a lot of positives I think about having a baby with a midwife Our grand nephew, uh, they had insurance the couple with my niece who's very small and he came out with broken bones, twisted legs everything, They're putting, he's the bionic kid slowly, steadily you know, they're putting him back together and he doesn't understand. He's a year old. You know, he'll have surgeries till four to six years of age. But they think they can get him back to whatever the word normal is. You know, back to able to walk. He's amazing. And they went on Facebook and raised $20,000 on these funding things to help him, to help the family. Because they had insurance, but not enough to cover everything. Yes, hi, this is Ginny. Um, really an interesting discussion. I I think about pain a lot, the issue of pain. And if I were considering this... Um, you know, years ago, I think um, the comforting environment that a midwife can provide often is in a hospital setting. And sometimes I think there's a lot more sense of personal tension. But on the other hand, if a midwife is in charge, again, I, I would be wondering if she might pick up on something that she didn't have enough training for. Um, I think the pain situation is interesting. I know that until really quite recently, they didn't have, I think, what they call an epidural and um, I think, as I recall, maybe back in the um, turn of the century, didn't they use something similar to chloroform, which probably was hazardous to the baby? And natural childbirth, um, not sure what the thinking on natural childbirth is these days. Um, I am taking a class at community college. It's so interesting. Um, my mom never talked very much about childbirth, but I know my exercise science teacher said, birth is the hardest thing a woman has to do. And I thought, well, that's an interesting perspective. I don't know. If, I'm sure there are people who disagree with that. But anyway. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that, actually. The childbirth, I, I, I've i never had children, but I can, I can only imagine that that would be pretty difficult. Um, there were, I, like I said, I read a few interviews, and one of the questions that they asked Sally Hepworth was, what are some of the weird and wonderful facts you've learned about midwifery and birth during your research? So these are just a few things that she learned. Um, in the past, midwives were known to secretly harbor unwed mothers, baptize babies, and serve as pediatricians for the first year of the baby's birth. Um, May babies are the heaviest for some reason. Um, centuries ago, the midwife would catch a baby in her apron, which I thought was kind of interesting. And in the U.S., uh, midwifery is only licensed or regulated in 21 states. In most states, licensed midwives are not required to have any practice agreement with a doctor. So I thought that was kind of interesting things about midwives. Uh, Jenny, I think probably most of those people that that, that uh, wrote that, that, that you read, that uh, 
childbirth is that difficult were probably men who who have no clue what all's involved. I mean, <laughs> but uh, uh, I know when we had our kids, uh, you, you hear all these tales about women that have had babies, and they all want to tell you about how how painful it is, and I'm 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 sure it must just be agony. So. Uh, uh, my, my hat's off to all the all the women who have gone through it because I know it's tough. But having said that, I still think it's one of those things that you know it's like anything else. If everything goes to to plan and to schedule, then then I think you can probably do it with with somebody competent without having a full hospital at your at your beck and call. But you know that, uh, the the big ifs are is, is what makes what make life interesting. Oh yeah, I second what Ellen says there. I I would uh, hope, you know, my wife were older now, but we'd go to a hospital. But I can understand why some women go to the birthing centers. I've learned a lot. Her research is fantastic. She did it in such a dignified way that it was. I, I was rooting for Grace and Floss and Neva, and you know, to get that baby born, and just to think very excited about it. And it was really a good book, and I commend the author on the research she did. Well, um, I just wanted to have Sherry, before we before it gets too late, if Sherry's going to just tell us about our, our next book, which the next time that we're going to meet is Thursday, January 7th, which is actually five, five weeks from now. Well, before I do that, I wanted to say something, and I just totally spaced out on it. Um, well, I'll think of it in a minute. Um, oh, I was going to say that it's interesting that most all of us thought that this book required us to stretch credulity quite a bit in a lot of cases and roll our eyes at some of the drama, yet she still did a good enough job that overall we liked it more than we disliked it, which which is good. Um, our book for January is called Together Tea, and it's by um, Marjan Kamali, and it's K-A-M-A-L-I is her last name. The DB number is 80127, and I'll put it up in the chat window as soon as I let go of the control key, and you can hit F9 if you want to cut and paste. Um, the book is about an Iranian-American family, and um, they came to America during the Iranian Revolution when the Shah was deposed and Khomeini came to power and all of that whole mess, the hostages and all that. And it's a little bit how they adapted to here, but mostly it takes place now when the mother and daughter, the daughter, the mother's trying to find a husband for her daughter, and her daughter doesn't really want her to find a husband for her. And her daughter decides she wants to go back to Tehran because she wants to revisit all of her old relatives that are still there and friends. And so the mother and daughter do go back to Tehran, and it talks about what Tehran is like now compared to when they grew up there. So it's a pretty good book. It's also pretty short, even though we have five books. Um, I forget how short it is, but um, it is, uh, it's definitely less than like 12 hours. It might even be nine or ten. So I will put that up in the chat window. And again, the author's last name is Kamali, K-A-M-A-L-I, DV number 80127, and the title is Together T. Um, I'm just going to, I have the annotation. It's listed, the subject that it's listed under is family, you know, which I pro- I haven't read it yet, but it sounds sounds like sometimes the subjects are a little off, but this one sounds right. And the book is 8 hours and 40 minutes, so it's actually less than 9 hours. Um, and her first name is M-A-R-J-A-N. So her first name is Marjan. And she's really interesting, I, I read a little bit about her she was actually her father was a diplomat and she lived all around the world and she actually went which i find kind of amazing she went to she was went for two graduate school degrees at the same time she went to columbia university to study for an mba and when she was there she started writing the first chapter of this book and she decided she also wanted to go to uh new york university nyu and get a master's in creative writing so she actually I don't know how she did it, but she went for an MBA and um, a master's in creative writing at the same time, and she's actually a professor now. So she sounds like a really interesting woman, and the book actually sounds really interesting. And it's only 8 hours and 40 minutes, so it's a very short book. I want to add here as the chimes of our clock go off, we have a very dear friend. She's like a sister to me, and and Ruth Ann loves her too. Uh, Her son married a Vietnamese girl. 
and everything's good except the now the the wife wants the girl little girl to culturally become Vietnamese and wants to send her in the summer to Vietnam etc and, and the grandparents are upset because she's an American girl, little girl and uh, that's the struggle they're going through they'll get over it they'll get through it they're all nice people but uh, it's going to be an interesting read here this looks good I just pulled it up I'm going to download it I think I actually have seen reviews of it on DB Review or put it in my wish list I, I know I've seen it and it might be one of the 200 and something on my wish list I don't know Yes, and you know what? Since um, Don and Randy and Alan are all here, I, I was just—I forgot to ask in the beginning. If you guys want to, you could—you could mention what book your groups are reading and when is the next time that you're meeting, because I don't always catch all the news so I like to know what the other groups are reading too. Yeah, that's a great idea if people want to mention that. And Randy, you're right—you saw it on DB Review because Miriam Bieni just reviewed it recently. Worlds of Books is doing uh, The Bullet by Mary Louise Kelly, uh, and it's 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 an interesting book. It's it's a it's it's a it's a pretty good story. I finished it, and we're meeting. We normally meet the third uh, Sunday of each month, but we're meeting in December, the second Sunday, which I think is December thirteenth. Uh, we're, and we're going to meet an hour earlier. We're going to meet the hour right before banquet of books, so that Mickey could uh, Mickey's in the process of, of moving uh, back uh, home with family, and uh, uh, she was going to be tied up the third week. So that's why we're meeting then. So I hope y'all will come join us. I think you, uh, the book's good. Uh, Mary Louise Kelly was a was an NPR correspondent at one time, and uh, uh, it's, 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 it, I thought the book was good. We're doing, for Novel Ideas, we're doing The Final Judgment by Richard North Patterson. We normally meet the third Friday in December, but we're taking December off. And we're meeting January 15th. So, it's The Final Judgment, 41627. Uh, I messed up here or something. I apologize, I figured... Randy did tell us that, but I forgot. Anyway, my point is, Alan, Banquet of Books meets the same time you do on the second Sunday. No. So, no? Yeah, no, he's meeting an hour early. Oh, you're going to be an hour earlier before Banquet of Books, Alan? Okay, that's cool. I, I apologize, I didn't know this, but I'll, I'll do everything I can when you get me something to market it and tell everybody what's going on in December. And I apologize. Randy did tell us, and I messed up. Sorry. Uh journey through history we're doing uh, a very new book it's uh, the wright brothers and it's bestseller and uh should be a very good read i i read it and it's very good it's uh i don't have the db number oh yeah bob i, I sent you an email back uh, back three two or three weeks ago uh, you never uh, you must not have ever seen it you never replied to me uh asking permission to to move it but I made the assumption that silence gave consent since I never heard back from you. And I've already sent out a newswire about uh, uh, Worlds of Books meeting that uh, a, a week early and an hour early so that we don't interfere with Banquet of Books. And I'll send out another notice, too, right before we have it. So uh, I really enjoyed tonight's conversation, and I really enjoyed the book. So nice, nice pick, guys, and thanks for everybody's comments. Uh, okay, no, Alan, that's fine. If I didn't answer, I don't know why. But you do, you're, you're more than fair, and she doesn't need to, you know, if hers is at five, yours is at four. And I know Mickey is moving, I do know that. Uh, 82175 is Don's DB number, 82175 on the Wright Brothers. Bob, do you need me to send an email? Just reminding people that we're not meeting in December. I didn't see it on the calendar. But um, I didn't put it in the newswire either. All I put in there was the date of the next meeting, which is January 15th. Yeah, please send an email. and We'll market it all over. I'm sorry. Uh, i got to be more careful next year if I'm still around. Well, I just wanted to wish everybody a, a really nice holiday season. 
Happy New Year, all that kind of stuff. And thank you, thanks everybody for coming. I'm, I'm glad you know we had a really good discussion, and um, and I we really Sherry and I really appreciate you you know you all reading the book and coming and, and discussing and some of the books that actually all the books that that you guys mentioned sound really good too. So um, we have a lot of good books to look forward to. No problem, Bob. I'll I'll send an email out. It's not a big deal. And happy holidays to everybody, whatever you celebrate. Great discussion, Michelle and Sherry. Thank you, and look forward to many more books over the next year. Well, you ladies have done a great job, all you hosts. We got the top people right here, and I thank you. And I wish you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and Happy whatever else holidays. Have a wonderful time. It's been a great year. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Michelle and, and Sherry. Y'all, y'all pick really good books and stuff, and I appreciate y'all's hard work. And you too, Randy, and, and everybody else that, that, that do these book groups because they're they're a lot of fun and uh, they're they, they do take some work. And uh, uh, happy holidays to everybody. I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving as well. So take care. Bye.